You and I are captivated by good times, good seasons, good things, good moments. We just are. If you'll stop and notice, you will see that the stories that we tell most of the time are stories about the good times, the good moments. In fact, when you get together with your friends and family over the next few days and over the next month or so as we enter the holiday season, you will notice that the stories we tell are often stories about the good times. And it begins with, hey, remember when... Remember that time when dad, remember when grandpa, remember when aunt, whoever, remember when we went way out there, remember when we went to this, remember when that happened, and we tell the stories and we laugh. Why? We love good times. You'll also notice, if you stop and think about it, that so many of the songs we listen to and the songs we sing and the songs we enjoy are songs about the good times, Right? You'll be amazed how often you find that that is true. And you and I work hard in life and we arrange our life and arrange our time to make the good times happen. And then when they happen, we arrange our lives to make the good times last because we love the good moments, the good seasons, the good times. In fact, we will even engage harmful activities to simulate good times when they're not there. It's called denial, <laughs> right? Well, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that right now. Can we go see a movie, right? I don't want to have that conversation. Let, let, let's, uh, let's just watch the ball game. Well, let's go do that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the difficult. I don't want to deal with the bad. So we simulate a good moment and a good time often when we are dealing with bad stuff because we want the good so bad and we don't want to deal with the bad, right? <laughs> so interesting how we do that. The odd reality is we just, I don't think we often know what to do with a good season. I just don't. And the bad seasons get so much press, and rightly so. The difficult times get a lot of focus. And I just don't think we've spent too much time talking about how to maximize a good season when we're in a good season. So they come and they go and they're gone and we're like, what was that? I wish I could go back. Just to bring you up to speed, week one in this series, we talked about how to maximize the season that we're in. And so if you miss week one, you, regardless of what season you're in, you, you need to go back and watch that. If last week is something you missed, you definitely need to go back and interact with last week's message, not because of me, but because of what we talked about. We talked about the bad seasons, the difficult seasons, you know, and we're all going to be there. And a lot of us are there now at some area in our lives. But today, we're going to talk about the good stuff. And, and the fact that we don't often know how to handle the good stuff or maximize the good seasons. And the truth is, you're probably in a good season in some area of your life, like right now. You are. And you have to be honest. You, need, you might need to think a moment. Some of you, you're like, oh, yeah, this, 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 and this. And some of you are like, I don't know, because you have a lot of bad going on. We'll talk about that, you know, how to deal with the good when you still got the bad. We'll get there. Just hang with me. But there's probably something good in your life. In fact, I would go so far as to say there is something good in your life. There is a good season, a good moment, a good thing, even in the midst of all the bad you may be dealing with. And you need to identify it and admit it. 
you're going to maximize it. Or else, if you don't, it's going to be here and gone. Typically, though, what we do when it comes to good seasons, our typical responses look a little bit like this, okay? We miss it. And it passes us, and we're like, what was that? Oh, I wish I had that moment back. We miss it without even seeing it, without even noticing. That was good. That was a good time. That was a good day. That was a good week. That was a good season of life. That was a good experience. Sometimes we just don't realize it. it, it maybe we take it for granted, right? We do that often. That this, is just, this is just the way things should be, right? This is just normal. So we don't see it as good. We see it as expected, that our bills are paid, that our health is good, that, our, that we have a job and the job's a good job, that our, our relationships are, are intact and functioning, right? That we, our feet hit the floor first thing in the morning and that, that we're able to, you know, do life and function. Maybe we just expect that as normal. We just assume it's going to be that way, so we take it for granted and don't realize, wait a second, this is good. This is a good thing. Or often, if you're like me, you're just busy. You're just so busy. So you go to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, and you just speed right by a lot of good things because you're going to the next thing. And you're like, man, I just missed it. So you don't stop and recognize it. Something else we do is we take credit for it. We take credit for the good things, the good seasons, the good moments, the good times. Well, of course it's good. I've worked so hard. It's because I've worked so hard. And it's important to work hard. There are a lot of people that work hard and they don't experience what you're experiencing right now if you're in a good season. In fact, there are some people that work harder than you work and they don't get the good you're getting. I explain that. So it can't be just about you, but we, we'll make it about us. It's because I did this. It's because I didn't do this. My finances are good because I made good choices. Well, it's important to make good choices. But sometimes stuff happens to you financially, right? Well, you know, my kids are, I, I got good, man, my kids are in great shape because I was a good parent. I ain't like all these loser parents and let their kids do whatever. I'll tell you what, man, you, you do the kids the way we did kids and you... They'll turn out right. Now, you may not come right out and say it like that, but you think it, right? You take credit for it. Well, of course, I got a great marriage. Of course, my husband's happy. Of course, my wife's here happy. Look at me. Of course, right? Of course, things are going well because I've done it right. Now, those are important things to do. It's important to do things the right way. But even then, that's dangerous territory. When you get into a cycle, they say, of course, of course I've graduated from college. Of course, I'm in good relationships. It's about me, it's what I've done. You take credit for things. The other thing we do that's interesting is we hide it. When something good is happening, we hide it. We want to keep it on the down low. You don't want to talk too much about it, right? You don't want to come across like you're bragging. So we keep it on the down low, and we really don't say too much about it. And sometimes we have good reasons for it. We just don't want to draw attention to it. Like, for instance, you may feel guilty. A lot of you feel guilty when something good happens to you because you know that there are so many other people that are hurting and there are so many other people that are struggling in the very same area where you are having good things happen to you. So you don't want to, like, rub it in and you don't want to, like, mention it because it's just everybody will roll their eyes kind of thing. So you just kind of keep it to yourself, keep it down low, and you kind of hide it and cover it up. Now, that's a healthy tension. 
I will say, it's important to know that there are others that have less than you. There are others that are struggling where you may be flourishing. That's important. But it doesn't mean we hide it. Maybe it's because you're like, man, if I let people know that things are going well right now, people will start expecting things of me. They'll ask me for stuff. If I let people know that I've got a little bit more money than I need, they're going to come with their hand out. That's the last thing I want. Or if I tell them, I've got a little discretionary time, they're going to ask me to do something for them. So I just keep that to myself, right? Or it could be you hide it because <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood, right? Isn't it kind of odd that Christians would say that? People who know that God is the source of the good things in our life, we don't want to jinx it, right? Oh, it makes me think of um, fourth season of The Office, I think it was, Michael. Says, I'm not superstitious. I am a little stitious. <laughs> think about that. That's it's just, <laughs> I'm a little stitious. If you don't know why that's funny, you, you need to binge watch a little bit. They're saying. Or maybe you're worried about the future. Oh, it's not going to last, so I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, I'll just hide it, keep it to myself. Here's the other thing we do. If something good happens to us, we just downright consume the sucker. We consume it. Because for me, it's for mine. It's for me, it's for mine, it's for us, it's about me. And we gobble it all up, and then it's gone. No wonder it's gone so quickly, because we just consume it. It's easy to do. Right? We think it's about us. There is a much better way to respond. And there is a much better response that God has for me and God has for you. And here's the deal. This is something you experience whether you're a Christian or not. Christians and non-Christians experience this. And the remedy to this will work for anyone whether or not you're a follower of Jesus. And I'll tell you this, if you're not a Christian, you ought to try this. What we're going to talk about in the next few minutes will so work for you. But if you're a follower of Jesus, come on, guys. we got to do better than this. And it's not about making you feel bad, but listen, good things are happening in your life. And we've got to know how to maximize those good things, those good seasons that we're in. So in order to do that, I want us to take a, a snapshot of something that happened thousands of years ago. And I want us to look at it. We're going to take a few minutes and look at it, kind of walk our way through. A, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise, a prayer of dedication that King David prayed during a very good season in Israel's history. I mean, things were going really well at this season. Now, Israel wasn't always in a good season. Uh, they'd gone through bumps in the road, and a lot of times it was brought on by their own unfaithfulness, and sometimes it was just life. I mean, they were going through difficult things many times, but this was a good season. I mean, this was, this was one of those high moments. They had gone through a series of battles where they had just won victory after victory after victory after victory, just kicking tail all throughout the region. And you're like, well, should Christians talk like that? Well, listen, time out real quick. I know that seems odd that, that God would, you know, you know, give victories and war and all that kind of stuff. But see, God has always worked with the culture as the culture was, always has worked within the culture according to how the culture operated. And back then in ancient barbaric times, there's no diplomacy, right? There's no G8 summits. There's no NATO. There's no nothing like that. There's kill or be killed. That's the way it worked. And so since that's the way things operated, God worked with that system until we got a better system. And, and I'm thankful for better systems, even though it still happens. Anyway, um, right. So God 
We're giving victory after victory after victory. So that, I mean, we're on a high. This is great, man. We're on a great run. Things were going good. It was the height of King David's reign. It was a good day to live in Israel. Things were great. It was great to have David as a king. And then they got ready for this climactic experience of building the temple of God to worship God and to honor God. I mean, this was a huge highlight reel moment. David asked for the people of Israel to, to sacrificially give so that we, they could have what they needed to build the temple. And David led the way, gave enormous amounts of his personal stock of wealth and materials and stuff. And, and watch as the people brought their own. So now they're standing before this massive amount of wood and gold and metal and precious stones, all brought by the people of God, the people of Israel, and David himself. And before they began the process of building the temple, David took a moment to focus everybody. And, and what we're going to read in the next few minutes, I just want to take a few minutes and walk through it. And there's a lot, it's, it's long, okay? So just hang with me. But I want you to get the feeling here. And David is bringing everything to a focal point and saying, guys, we, before we go and capitalize on this great moment and have an even better moment, these are good days, we need to remember some things. And what we discover through his prayer will help us have a better response to how we typically respond to good seasons. Let's walk through it. Then David praises the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. So in front of everybody, this wasn't like a just him and God and his little quiet time kind of thing. No, I mean, he's up in front of everybody. Everybody knows, everybody hears. Oh Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. So he begins with, God, this is about you. You're the focal point. It's not me. It's not us. It's not our stuff. It's not even this temple. It's about you. And then he goes on. Yours, O Lord, not mine, not theirs, but yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory. And they had just won all these victories, but he said, now actually the victory is God's and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. You're talking about setting the record straight right up front, laying a foundation and saying, God, we want to be very careful to remember who this is about, who we need to be about, and what this is all about. See, when good things are happening, it's very easy to get off course. It's very easy when something good happens in your life to forget Who's really behind it? And he wants to make sure everybody knows God's behind this. So we go on. Wealth and honor come from you alone. Not me, not us, not my smarts, your smarts. Smarts are important. But ultimately, wealth and honor come from God alone, for you rule over everything. Watch this. Power and might are in your hand, God, and it is at your discretion. God's will. God's decision that people are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. He wanted to make sure that everybody knew that God decides who gets what and how much. And the fact that they are there standing in front of this massive amount of wood and stone and gold and precious jewels, untold amounts of wealth represented there that they had all sacrificially brought and given for the building of the temple. He wanted to make sure everybody knows that that was only possible because of God. Let's keep going. 
And then, and then he kind of shifts to a little introspective, reflective moment, which is so important. But who am I? And who are my people? That we could give anything to you. Everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. In other words, that's David's way of saying, God, but even now we know you're not impressed. I mean, we know you're not impressed with this stuff. You're not impressed by this pile of stuff. You're really not impressed with us. Because all this stuff we have brought to you, you gave to us, right? So we're only bringing back to you what you gave to us. Which, time out just a second. It always is interesting to me how, and, and non-Christians, just bear with me just a second. If, if, how Christians... How we get so proud of ourselves and pat ourselves on the back when we just simply do what God told us to do, which is like to give, right? So when you give, I hear people say, well, I'm giving, man. I'll tell you what, we'll make sure the work of the Lord continues. I'm giving. You think God ought to applaud and stand up and like, yay, we're going to make it. He gave. It's going to continue. She gave. It's like God is impressed. Like, can't do it without you. And it's like, you know, we have that attitude. Like, I'm going to give it to God. I slip God a little something, something. There you go. Continue on. Like, God's like, Emma, you want me to be impressed by your giving? You want me to be impressed by your sacrifice? You want me to be impressed? Because the deal is, is I gave it to you. So I'm not surprised that you have it. (laughs) We're, We're so funny, isn't it? Everything we have come from you, and we only give you what you first gave us. Let's, let's keep reading. I love this. We're only here for a moment or for a season. See the gut check? See, see, see the heart? We're only here for a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land of our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. In other words, he's like we're temporary people in a temporary place so important for you to remember in order to maximize the season you're in even a good season you see when you're going through a bad season it's comforting to know you're a temporary person in a temporary place it ain't gonna last forever right that helps you get through it we talked about that last week but when you're in a good season it's also important to remember you're a temporary person in a temporary place so you want to maximize it while you have an opportunity because it won't always be like this that life is short Then he goes on. Oh, Lord, our God, even this material, again, he states it, we have gathered to build a temple to honor your name, comes from you. It all belongs to you. And then he begins to wrap this up. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and you rejoice when you find integrity there. Oh, Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, May your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. In other words, he's saying, God, with these good days that we're experiencing and things are going well, help us not to make it about us and help us not to lose sight of of our dedication and honor to you because, see, that's what good things will do. Unfortunately, the blessings of God can cause you to stray from God if you're not careful. Then you start, oh, this is so great, this is so great, and you're like, no, God, help us to always remember, always remember that it's a heart thing. And this is about living and being people of integrity and our love for you. May it never change. And then he wraps it up. Then David said to the whole assembly, give praise to the Lord your God and envision this. And the entire assembly praised the Lord. The entire assembly, introverts, extroverts, everybody. The entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. Can you imagine such a sight? face down 
What a moment. What a moment. You see, what we learn here is the better response when something good is happening, something great is happening in your life, a much better response. Because remember, we've talked that there's always a, se- a reason for the season that you're in. We, we introduced you this in week one. We came back to it last week. There's always a reason for the season. For the bad stuff, it's important to know. We talked about it last week. It's important to know that even in the good times, there is a reason for the season that we're in. You're not blessed for the heck of it. It's not accidental. It's not coincidental. No. And so how do we maximize the reason for the good seasons? Well, based upon what we've reflected upon, with what we read from King David, here's the better response. Instead of missing it, it's real simple, okay? It's so simple, you'll miss it. You got to see it, right? Because we don't. We don't. You've got to see it. There's something good happening in your life right now, and you need to see it and name it, identify it, call it what it is. Things are going really well in this area. And you know, we're, we're reluctant to do that because there's also bad things going on in our lives at the same time, right? And so we're quick not to see it and name that this is good because, yeah, but that, and but that, and but that over there, and boy, but that over there. I know, but just for a moment, lay all the butts aside and see it. Things are going well financially. Things are going well in my marriage. I don't have a job and my marriage rocky, but I've got, I'm, I'm healthy right now, right? Or, or, or we can't pay our bills, but we have a roof over our head. And then you may think that's minimalistic thinking, but it's not. It begins with you seeing it, naming it, identifying it, and talking about it. Hmm. Um, my wife, Donna, is is great at helping us do this. Uh, one of the most grateful people, one of the, one of the most, um, just, she just gets it, right? And so I, I'm busy, I'm, I'm just busy. And, and when I'm not physically busy, I'm mentally busy, I'm just busy. Um, and so I'm just, and she's been so great through the years to help us see as a family, see the things that we are so easily tempted to just, miss. And recently we had a conversation about how as a family, just going to say it right out loud, we're in a good season. Me and Donna, our two daughters, Morgan and Maggie, I mean together we are, and, and, and my, you know, daughter Morgan, she's married and Marshall and they got a little boy named Case. I'm the coolest grandpa you'll ever see. <laughs> they call me Pops. Yeah, that's right. We're in a good season. Our family's in a good season. And you know why I can say that? Because I know it's a good season. It hasn't always been that way. Matter of fact, it wasn't too long ago. It wasn't really all that great. So, well, I want to know about that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But we're in a good season. It's important for us to say something is good when it's good. For you, it may not be your family. It may be your job. And chances are it's not everything, but just because it's not good everywhere doesn't mean it's not good somewhere. See it, see it, see it, or else you'll miss it. Here's the other thing. Instead of taking credit for it, it's real simple. Okay, we're not rocket science here. Just be grateful. Just simply be grateful for it. That's what David was saying in front of everybody. 
He was saying, God, we thank you. We praise you. It is you alone, and it is from you alone, and we only give you what you have given us, so we thank you. God, we are grateful. We are grateful. Be grateful for the things you are tempted to take credit for. If you got something good going on in your life right now, I'm telling you it's good because of the grace of God. Yeah, I know you may have worked hard, but the ability you have to work hard is a gift from God too. So ultimately, it's because of the grace of God. If it's good, yeah, it's good because I did this and I did this, I, and that's great, and I'm so glad you did, and that's important, but the ability you have to do those things is a gift of the grace of God. Be grateful. Again, let me go back to my wife. She didn't know I was going to talk about this because she wouldn't let me if I'd have told her, so... It's better to ask forgiveness kind of thing. She's very forgiving too, so I'm good. You see, my wife, um, she's one of the most grateful people I ever met. I just never met anybody so grateful. I mean, it's annoyingly grateful. Just, I mean, again, I'm busy, you know. And I had a bad attitude. Oh, I got time to do this, and I don't have time to do that, and I'm so far behind. And then she'll, she'll be at the sink, and, and she'll be like, isn't it awesome that we can just get water? Thanks. I appreciate that. I just, God, seriously? Right? Okay, so she goes, she, she gets groceries, all right? And, and anytime we get groceries in our house, and the first couple times she did this, it, you know, I'm just like, man, I'm the pastor. <laughs> right? The groceries are unloading the groceries, and we unload the groceries, you know, it's a family kind of thing, and she'll say, okay. She gets everybody together in the kitchen. She says, well, thank God for all these groceries. Then we ain't eating yet. You don't pray until you eat. What do you mean? <laughs> I know the rules. I help make the rules. I'm a pastor kind of guy. I make people feel guilty we're not doing the rules. You know, just, she's, she helps us remember to be grateful. Our family's fighting, right, over where we're going to eat. Where do you guys want to go eat? I'm going to go over here, go over here, go over here. No, I don't want to go there, and I don't like that, and I'm allergic to this. You're not allergic to anything. Well, I don't, you know. And then Donna says, isn't it just great that we have choices? <laughs> Seriously, can you stop being so grateful? But it's exactly what I need, and it's exactly what we need. Now, she's not perfect, okay? And she'd be very embarrassed by this. And she comes to the next service typically, and she'll let me know later. But be grateful, guys. See it, name it, and be grateful. Let's move on. Don't hide it. There's a better response. This is what David was trying to help the people of God do. Hey, this is a good moment, gang. We're going to enjoy this. We're going to pause here. We're going to slow this moment down. We're going to soak this up. We're going to drink this in, and we're going to enjoy it. That's exactly what you and I need to do. We need to enjoy. And we'll say it, right? From time to time, we'll say it. Man, I need to enjoy this because I know it won't last forever. Is that a song? Right? I miss you, baby, and I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I heard that yesterday. Thank you. I'll join the band next week. <laughs> Little Aerosmith helps you there, right? That's Aerosmith. Yeah. I need to enjoy this. That's why we take pictures, by the way. You realize that? I mean, I know there's other reasons, but the <laughs> primary reason we take pictures is what? We want to capture, capture the good moment. They're all smiling. Or at least on the fourth picture, they're all smiling. 
Okay, we'll delete the three, right? Capture the moment. Enjoy it. You don't have to be very old at all to be able to look back on your life and see moments that came and went and you say, oh, if I had only known how good I had it. I had no idea how good I had it. I mean, you don't have to be old like in your 40s to be able to look back and say, oh, my 20s, right? Here's the deal, if you're a teenager and your life exists because people pay for everything, that's a good season. Enjoy it, punk, right? Because one day, right, it won't be long when you got to buy your own deodorant and you'll, you'll make the decision, do I wanna wear this or not? And some of you not. I'm serious, it's a good season. And I know it's funny, but isn't it true? We all look back and go, oh, if I'd only known. What are we saying? I wish I could go back and really soak that up and enjoy that because it was gone before I knew it. So enjoy it, enjoy it. Even if you have many other bad things going on in your life and you have other reasons to worry, this is important. Because see, a lot of times we don't enjoy the good moment because we're surrounded with a lot of bad stuff at the same time, right? And bad stuff gets a lot of press. Bad stuff, you just watch the news, right? This person died and this person killed four people and this is broken and that fall and that's gonna explode. And for our happy segment today, here's this little old lady over here that's baking cookies, right? And that's it. But everything else, we're just going to freak you out about. Bad news gets a lot of press. So you and I have to be very intentional, even in times when we have a lot to worry about, to be grateful. I know there's lots of family stories today, and I don't, I don't tell lots of family stories. But when Donna found out she was expecting Maggie, our youngest daughter, um, she had just had two miscarriages between our girls. Um, the second one went real late into the pregnancy. And so, you know, a lot of you ladies here have had miscarriages. It's, it's a very common thing, unfortunately. And, and so, you know, if you've had children after the miscarriage, especially if you've had multiple, when you reach those certain milestones where, okay, this pregnancy is to the point where the last pregnancy was when it ended, you get really nervous. Like, oh, we're getting close to the time. And because the second miscarriage was late, we stayed nervous a lot and for a long time and with Maggie. And it, it was just, oh, it was so stressful. And we had a doctor sit us down. We'll never forget it. And we've used this for years. We had a doctor sit us down and look us in the eye and said, listen, here's the deal. There's no guarantee you will carry this baby full term. That's reality. But today you are healthy and today this baby is healthy. So don't let the fear of what could happen rob you of the joy of what is happening today. Today, you're healthy. Today, the baby's healthy. Today, it's all good. I can't tell you about tomorrow, not even medically. I, things happen, but don't let the fear of what could happen, and some of you need to hear that. Don't let the fear of what might happen, the stuff that you got to worry about because of that, because of that, keep you from enjoying the good that is happening because there is good happening. See it. Be grateful for it and enjoy it. Now you still gotta live in reality, like when things are good, you can't just throw caution to the wind, right? Let's just go spend money. No, you can't do that. Let's just forget everything and quit our jobs and no, you can't do that, you still have to be responsible. 
but enjoy it. One last thing. Instead of consuming it, share it. They were building the temple, not just for themselves, but for their children and their children's children and their children's children's children and all the way until A.D. 70. That was a long time that what they were doing was going to benefit those that come after them. Share it. We just consume things so quickly because we just assume it's about here and now and me. It's not. You haven't been blessed for the heck of it. You've been blessed to be a blessing to others. It's not just about here. It's not just about now. And it's not just about you. Here's a question for you. I want you to wrestle with this question. I want you to look at any of the good in your life, any of it, even if you only find one, and I know you can find one, but just find just one and ask yourself, how can I leverage this good thing for the good of others? How can I leverage this good thing, this good moment, this good season for the good of others? It's not just about you. Share it. And the other side of this is not only share it when things are happening in your good, you know, your, your side of good, be willing to share in the good of others when they're going through good seasons, even if you're not. It's hard to celebrate with other people when you don't feel like you're getting yours, right? Man, if it ain't good for me, I don't give a rip about nobody else. Oh, come on. We, we spent the whole summer here at the summit learning how we are connected to one another. And so when something good happens to you, even if it's not happening to me, I can share in that moment and celebrate with you. And especially when something good has happened to me, may I not be just a consumer. May I share it with you. Let me ask you to do something. Let me ask you to take a moment here. And think. If it helps, close your eyes. You don't have to, but do whatever you have to do. Just kind of block everybody else out. Block everything else out. Pretend it's just you and God. And I know this is the most still that some of you have been in days. And I know how holiday weeks go. This may be the most still and quiet you will be except for sleeping in the next week. So take this moment and think. Where's the good? What's good right now? Not perfect. Doesn't have to be perfect to be good. It doesn't have to all be good, right? It has to be good everywhere for something to be good. So what's the something? And to be honest, you probably have some things, more than one, but just pick one. What's good? Where are you in a good season? I want to create some space here for you and God. And I want you to take this moment and see it and be grateful for it. Right now, tell God, I see that this is good and I know it's from you. So thank you. I didn't do this. It's not because of me. So thank you. This is more than I hoped for. This is more than I could have done.
So thank you. Tell him right now. And then ask him to help you enjoy this good thing, to maximize it, to not let it just be here and gone. And it, again, I, I know you, you want it to be better, you want it to be perfect, I can't just enjoy it as it is. Ask God to help you find ways to enjoy and maximize this good season, this good thing. to slow down, to stop, drink it in, enjoy it. Because this will be the thing you tell stories about years from now. And then let's, let's ask God to show us how we can share it. See, it's not just for you, not just for me. God, how do you want me to use it to encourage somebody, to help somebody, serve somebody? To share in the celebration and bring encouragement to others through it. And I'm telling you, what we're doing right now, if you would do this a couple of times this week, leading up to the Thanksgiving holiday, it, it would add such depth and meaning for you and your family, you'd be amazed. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for the reality and the truth that you have allowed us to read from King David thousands of years ago and yet so needed and so true for us today. Help us to slow down and not miss the good, but see it. And help us not to take credit for the things that are from you and you alone. Help us to be grateful. Help us not to hide it like we're ashamed, like we don't want others to know. Father, help us to enjoy it. Show us how. And help us to give ourselves permission to drink it in. And help us not to consume it. Help us to share it. Every good gift, every good thing comes from you. And you have given our lives to us to share with others. And these things honor you. And in these ways, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.